Why do we have reoccurring nightmares? What is it about our life that drives us to have these same visions in our head most nights that drive us crazy? Is it something going on in our lives that's causing this? Or is it just a story? That's what we're talking about this week. What are some reoccurring nightmares that everyone has? What's up, everyone? My name is Jason, and this is Behind Every Story. If this is your first time with us, let me explain what's happening here. I love stories from comic books to films, songs to jokes, from sitting around a campfire with one of your buddies or sitting in an audience with strangers being enveloped by a storyteller. I love hearing people's stories, and even more than that, I love hearing the stories behind those stories. This show is the proverbial director's commentary on the movie of life. This is episode 10 of 50 of the COVID-50. Before we begin, a note of warning. The topics we explore on this show might not be for all listeners. This podcast deals with real people and real stories, and these stories may contain and deal with graphic language, adult themes, sexual content, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. This week, we're discussing reoccurring nightmares. And to be honest, this is the third time that I'm recording this because Something is going wrong with my voice recorder here. A little bummed out. Um, the first one was really good, and the second one was trying to. So I'm going to try and like recapture that, that first take magic here. I think we all have reoccurring nightmares that dig deep into our psyche and tell us what we're scared about or what we're worried about or what's just on our minds in general. But sometimes they're a little hard to suss out what they mean. Sometimes they're super simple. But to me... It's the frequency that has me most engaged and interested and intrigued. I have six reoccurring dreams, from the wedding mishaps to being back in high school to houses that can't exist. Let's dig in here. I promise I'll try and make it short. The first reoccurring nightmare, and I call these nightmares because they shake me emotionally. I wake up and I feel ill at ease from them. And some of them might seem pretty silly, but they make me feel disoriented and raw emotionally. So the first dream I'd like to talk about is being back in high school. And it's never high school classes or a, or a lost love or things like that. It's always playing high school football. And 100% of the time, it is not me when I was in high school, but me, a 40-year-old man being back in high school at this age playing football. Now, let me extrapolate this really quick. I never enjoyed football. Football was a means to stay in shape for wrestling. Wrestling was my passion. So playing football was just me hanging out with friends and hitting people. It was a nice cathartic experience, but I don't really have any kind of emotional attachment to it. So I don't know why I think back on it in these dreams. The next kind of dream I have, staying with the whole school theme, is I'm back in college. And it's often one of the last days of classes, and I realize that I'm about to go take a final for a class that I forgot I even had. And this is the first time I'm actually attending this class since the introduction class. And it's never a campus I've ever gone to or been a part of. It's kind of a weird feeling to have dreams about locations that don't really exist. Speaking of things not existing... The next set of reoccurring nightmares I have 
is what I like to call the finding cool things in shop streams. And again, this sounds super stupid to me dubbing this a reoccurring nightmare, but there's a reason for it. I am an avid follower, fan, and addict of finding media, whether it be comic books or movies or music, of things I've never heard of. Finding a movie that I've never heard of, I always want to give a try. Or some local band from a town that I'm driving through, I will end up buying that CD. So these dreams always consist of me being in a record shop, a comic book store, or a bookstore. And I find a comic book or a movie or a record of something I've never heard before, and then I find a whole box of things I've never heard before, and I am in heaven. And when I wake up and realize that these things don't actually exist, and I was so excited, it kind of bums me out for the rest of the day. Now, for my job, I shoot a lot of weddings, and weddings are, for lack of a better term, extremely stressful. Yes, I love doing them. I absolutely love filming weddings because you get to work with people on the happiest day of their life and everyone's happy and that's your job. You get to do something that actually makes them happy and that's pretty freaking amazing. But at the same time, you're there to do a service and you're there to make sure that their memories are kept forever. And it's really easy for you to screw up and if you do, their memories are gone. and They'll never have that video. So I'm super on my game when I'm filming a wedding and thus causing it to be very stressful. So I typically have a wedding stress dream at least once a week, during wedding season more often, and every single night before a wedding. And these dreams consist of me showing up late to a location or not having any cameras set up or not having any SD cards in the cameras or the audio is not recording or something is going horribly wrong. And because of this, I've made it a business practice that every day before a wedding, I sit down and I unload every piece of gear that I have. I take out every bag, every battery, every light. I make sure everything's clean, organized, ready to go, fully charged, and where it's supposed to be. And I know this is kind of insane, but I also know on the wedding day, if I need that one piece of small little insignificant thing, I know where to find it and I know I have it. Another reoccurring nightmare I always have is... I find a room in my house filled with lizard tanks, reptile tanks, and snakes and reptiles and everything like that, and apparently I haven't fed them in forever. I'm talking years. I forgot about I had this room for years, and it always weighs so heavy on me, and this sparks back from when one of the best pets I've ever had, I had a green water dragon. And him and I bonded extremely closely. And when he died, it tore me up. And I've never forgiven myself. And I've always held that guilt on me. And I always will. So having these dreams always reminds me to cherish the ones I love and to take care of the ones I love. The last reoccurring nightmare I have, and probably the strangest, I find myself living in apartment buildings or houses, and these structures can't physically exist. Like there's two or three different stories on each floor. Or there's doors to nothingness, to a staircase that goes on forever, 
And yet, as soon as you touch the first step, you're in a different house. Everything is cattywampus. Everything feels like it's an M.C. Escher painting. But everything about these houses, I know to the very fiber and core of my being, cannot physically exist. And I always have fun exploring these houses, but the reason I call it a reoccurring nightmare, one, I'll have this dream a couple times a month where I'm in and living in a building that just can't exist. And it just baffles me. But when I wake up, everything feels very obtuse. When I walk around my own house, it doesn't feel like my house. It feels like I've been living in someone else's skin, that everything is wrong, that if I leave the house, something will go very wrong. And I feel like this for quite a few hours after I get up from these dreams. And it just shakes me to my core so much that I question not only where I am, but my very reality. And that kind of bothers me <laughs> as I kind of think it would for anyone. So that's enough of my ranting and rambling, which I know went on a lot longer than I was kind of hoping it to. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear everyone else's take on their reoccurring nightmares. My name is Sean. And I am from Chicago. Oh, man, I I I want to say no. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've had like reoccurring nightmares. Um, I feel like that I have like when I was younger, I used to like wake up in the middle of the night, like randomly, like two, three in the morning. I would always wake up. It doesn't happen as often now, but I would always wake up and like it would take me a while to like go back to sleep. But in those times, like a lot of times, like I always felt like I would see an apparition and I wasn't sure if I was sleeping or not. And I would do things to ensure that I was awake and still see these apparitions. So um, I, to this day, I can't tell you if I was truly actually sleeping. There were some specific moments that I felt like they were actually very real and I was awake and these like apparitions were real. But they were so long ago now that I'm, I'm like, not even sure anymore. But um, I, I want to say no. Like, I, I, I guess I don't really have any reoccurring nightmares in the moment. But that could definitely change soon. <laughs> My name is Michael, and I'm a photographer, videographer in the Naperville area. I mean, I think everybody has this one where they're falling like on their bed and it's just spinning. Um, I get that probably maybe once every six months, but that's about it. Why do you think you have this nightmare? Um, I mean, this is going to be a tough one, but I mean, relatively speaking, you, you go through low points and high points in your, in your life. Mm -hmm. And it may not be every six months on the dot, but definitely when I'm going through a low point, your body has a way of telling you that you need to alter something in an extreme fashion to get out. And I feel like at that point, when I get to that point, when I get the spinny, uh, the spinny bed, that it's telling me, yo, check it. You need to, you need to reevaluate what's going on and then make better decisions. We are Lauren and Ryan, and we are from Chicago, Illinois. 
I have reoccurring nightmares about my ex, so. <laughs> uh, why, why does that happen? So I have, I feel like I have PTSD from the past, but I'm much better now, it's, it's much better, but uh, if that's, if I'm being honest, I dream about my ex sometimes, so. I don't currently have recurring dreams, but there have been periods of my life where I've had them. Uh, when I lived in Seattle, I would have recurring dreams about earthquakes. Earthquakes are a very uh, unsettling thing if you ever experience one. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, you realize how small you are and how big the world is, especially when, you know, it's, it's not the ground shaking as much as it's the ground rolling and you watch these waves coming and, and just roll. Uh, it, it's it's a very unsettling feeling. So that's that's last time I remember having recurring nightmares, uh, and they were specifically centered around earthquakes. And once we left Seattle, I don't have them anymore. My name is John. I am from the west suburbs of Chicago. Uh, sometimes. Um, I'll more have, uh, I'll, I'll more likely than have, I'll have like stress, um, stress related, uh, like night terror dreams. Usually when really rough stuff is happening in my life, mm. um, uh, where I'm being attacked by stuff like m basically ghosts, monsters, entities. Um, I've had a few really rough ones of those, but they're always different. But I definitely have a reoccurring dream that also happens. Uh, uh, it pops up when things aren't going great in my life. Uh, usually, you know, it's because it's pretty obvious too. Like the interpretation of the dreams were really obvious. But the reoccurring nightmare that I've had for decades is I'm in a car and I'm in the passenger seat. And the car's like speeding down the highway or a road or a hill and no one's driving the car <laughs> and I'm in the passenger seat freaking out. And I'm like trying to like reach like over the, the shifter or whatever and steer, even though I can't control the vehicle, you know? So, I mean, it's really lame, like how little interpretation that dream me <laughs> needs, <laughs> But that that's the one that it pops up where I'm just in a speeding vehicle that's out of control. My name is M and I am from Chicago, Illinois. Yes. Um, and I actually have since I was five. Um, I was walking home in the dream. I was walking home from school by myself. Um, which wouldn't have happened, but I, in the dream it did. And uh, there was a guy on, the, and it was dusk, you know, how that's sort of scary, you know, like 4.30 on a, on a school day. It's really kind of getting dark, 4 o'clock or something. And there's a guy across the street behind me, like further back, and he was wearing a, a tan trench coat. So like stranger danger, like everybody in the 70s. And, um, you know, it was always the bad guy was in this trench coat. And um, so I'm walking home and he's behind me and I'm getting nervous and there's no one else out. And I walk faster and then he walks faster. I cross the street. He crosses the street like he kept crossing behind me. And so I finally I'm running and I get home. I go up our front stairs 
and in the front door, which we didn't use, we always went in the back, like our side door, but I, I was so scared. And I was like, I have to just get in. So I'm like, I I'm beating on the door and my mom opens the door and I fly in and I start cranking all these windows closed, you know, and like to, on our front front room. And I'm like trying to close everything up and, and she's going around behind me opening them. And, and I'm screaming, like he's out there. Someone followed me home and she's opening all the windows. And then she pushed me out the front door and shut it. And, um, I was plastered up against the front door and I couldn't see him, but I knew he was out there. And then I would kind of work my way down the stairs in the stream. It would take a while. And then I'd walk up the front walk and then turn and go down the side and he'd be by the bush. So we had this huge bush on the corner and then I would wake up and I had that dream um, until my thirties at least. And that says a lot about my childhood. (laughs) So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Where do you think this dream comes from? Uh, Abuse and neglect. Yeah. Yep. And you still have it today? Um, I haven't had it in a while, but I had it all. I had it for decades and decades. Yeah, for a really long time. Have you ever been able to understand that it's a dream when you're in the dream, like lucid dreaming? No, no. It feels very real. How does that make you feel when you wake up? Terrified, um, shaking. Yeah, lots of, um, yeah, really, really, really scared. Hello, my name's Dan. Uh, I'm a cartoonist, mixed media artist from Cambridge, UK. So do you ever have any reoccurring nightmares? Um, I've only ever had one nightmare that stood out and it was, I was sort of, how old was I? Like 20, 21, doing um, a Prince's Trust course in live music. And the night before I was supposed to play live on stage, I had this dream of a nuclear bomb being dropped and everybody just ignoring it and me being the only one who saw it coming. And then I woke up before it landed. And that's the only dream that's ever really stood out. How did that make you feel afterwards? Uh, Pretty shitty. Yeah, pretty scared. Did you, like, think you knew something that... I mean, like, how, how did it make you feel throughout the rest of the day? Um... It didn't really. I mean, it was pretty quickly forgotten because as soon as I woke up, it I was sort of staying on farm with all these other people doing music. So mm-hmm. as soon as you wake up, you're having breakfast and talking about music. My name is Sarah. I'm a visual storyteller and culinary maven, and I'm from a podunk town in Iowa. I've had tornado dreams. I've had... Um, other dreams where I've like lost my teeth, my teeth have fallen out. And I've heard that's common. Um, I've probably had that dream more recently a few times. And that is terrifying. (laughs) Having your teeth fall out is just one of the things that I could, oh, uh, yeah. So I'd say teeth falling out is a really common one for me. Um, That and falling. What do you think they mean? Um, I think that they have a direct correlation to stress in my mind, in my life. I don't think it, I don't necessarily think it has to do with um, any, you know, portend or anything like that about what's actually happening in my life. But 
I, I believe that that um, recurring dreams of that nature are, are related to my own stress level because even uh, lately, it's been probably been about a about a week, week or two. Um, I had a pretty stressful. I've had a pretty stressful couple of months, so I'd have more reoccurring dreams and nightmares about that kind of thing when I'd be really busy and and really kind of stressed out. And and I I think that kind of directly correlates to that. My name is Rob. I am a content creator and content marketer, and I am from the Midwest in America. I've got two. One I haven't had in a long time, but I'll tell you that one. I had that one that most people have, which is school related, all the anxiety about school, right? And I would have this, this nightmare that I was at high school and I couldn't remember what room number I was supposed to go to. I might not even remember what class. I'd have to go to the office and ask, and I would be treated kind of poorly. And then I'd walk through the halls going, I can't find this room. And I know I'm late and I know I'm going to fail because of it. And it would go on and on and on. Man, I would wake up cold sweats, all upset and be like, seriously, I'm 30. Why am I dreaming about high school? Now, I haven't had that one in a while. Okay. Uh, the other one is a really interesting one. So we live in the house that I grew up in and my parents wanted to move. Uh, we were pregnant. We had had a business that failed and we had to file bankruptcy. So we couldn't buy a house. Okay. My parents wanted to move and we, and they never would have, right. They were that type. They were like, complain, complain, complain. We want to move. And, and I said, Hey, what if you guys move where you want to go? We'll move into the house. We were newly pregnant. That way we'll pay you rent. That rent helps pay your mortgage, right? And we end up with a house because that's rent to own and rent to own. Every dime you spend in rent to own goes towards the mortgage. And my parents loved it. They were gone in a heartbeat. We moved in. I started doing uh, renovation on the house, which we're still 13 years later, still doing a lot of renovation, trying to upkeep things. Uh, that gives you the background. So we're in the house I grew up in. I had had a nightmare repeatedly when I was younger. And I forgot about it until we moved back into the house. And this nightmare came up after we moved in. It's that I'm home in this house. It's at night. I go to check the front door. And the door, as I go to reach for it, it's unlocked and it gets pushed in and there's somebody behind that door pushing the door open and I start pushing to close it and they're pushing to get in. It is a, a like non-security type dream, terrifying. And I hadn't had it until we moved back into the house and I had it again. And it's probably that I didn't feel safe or something as safe as I should have as a kid or who knows what it was. Uh, that's no reflection on my parents. That's just how my brain did it. But when I moved back into this house, it happened again. You want to hear the craziest part of this. So that is exactly the dream. So we had these neighbors and they had a teenage, a teenage, uh, he wasn't their son. It was like their nephew that was living with them. And one night I'm home alone and it's dark 
and I go up to check that front door, like just making sure like you always do. And as I reach for the door, it starts to push in, in real life. And it was that teenage boy. Mm. And I was like, what? He was like, oh, I just seen if you were home. I'm like, you don't ring the doorbell? And it was, it was terrifying. It was that exact dream played out in reality. My name is Stella, and I'm from Chicago. (laughs) The worst dream is when I feel like somebody is trying to grab me, or um, there's somebody like hovering over me or something, something super creepy and weird. Um, I've only had it a few times, but I felt like it was somebody that was trying to, it was like somebody that was deceased, and I don't know who it is. And they were coming after me and I was like, oh, and then I woke up, but it didn't feel like I was asleep. It was super creepy. How does that make you feel? Um, Afraid, terrified, uh, feeling like when I wake up, are they still there? I'm, I definitely believe in spirits and ghosts. And so I'm always like, uh, who is that? <laughs> Who's with me right now? Um, please go to the light. <laughs> go away. <laughs> So luckily they haven't come back in a while. My name is Mark Allen Fishman. I'm an artist and comedian. I am from Homewood, Illinois. I can't say that I have any reoccurring nightmares, which is good. Um, Probably reoccurring themes in nightmares about being chased or... um, like probably uh, hard to describe feelings of um, people thinking bad things about me. Like I, I perceive their perception of me as being negative. Uh, that might be something recurring in, in the bad dreams, but I will say like my oldest is eight years old since having children. Um, you end up sleeping kind of like, at the ready that any moment you're going to have to get the hell up and do something. So anytime I get too deep into a dream, there's like a tripped alarm, like, dude, you better don't, don't dive this deep. (laughs) The kids might be coming up. All right. (laughs) Plus I'm notorious. Like um, I, I will accidentally totally on purpose hit my snooze 487 times if possible. So um, I have to kind of keep myself in that head space. Like you get three. Then you have to be up. My name is Potato Johnson, and I am from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Not, not that I can really pinpoint. Um, similar, similar subjects or similar things will show up, of which I can't really think of any offhand but it's usually like few and far between. So if I have it, it'll be like months or years later. I'm like, oh, weird. It's almost like remembering a memory that you had forgotten. So that, that I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, that's kind of it. I am Chris. I'm a director of photography and I am from Chicago. I have two particular dreams that I've had many times throughout my life. The first one 
is of Chucky the Killer Doll. Okay. Now, I saw that movie when I was about six years old. And I started having nightmares about Chucky ever since the first night I saw that movie. And I think I had about 50 or 60 Chucky dreams throughout my life oh. that are pretty much the same thing. Him just like chasing me around in some hotel looking establishment, getting to the room and then starting to stab me through the sheets that I'm trying to hold over my face. That particular dream I've had so many times that when I realized that I could lose a dream, I started shifting that dream from Chucky trying to kill me to me trying to befriend Chucky to the point that me and Chucky were just going around causing mayhem together. <laughs> what so that kind is of mayhem did you just, do? <laughs> just going around, just stabbing other people for fun. <laughs> so that is one specific dream that I no longer have. I kind of miss it now that I think about it. Uh, but another dream that I've been having lately that's reoccurring is one that's very particular and almost ties into what's happening right now. Um, in real life, a few years ago, as I was getting ready to go out to work, somebody broke the screen door of my front door and they were going to try to come in. I just happened to be right by the door and I assumed that maybe like an, a bird ran into the window and broke it. So I went out to see and when they saw me, there were these three guys about 20 years old that saw me, freaked out, ran away. I started chasing them down the street. They got into a car. But long story short, I think that particular event has spawned a series of nightmares where I look through my window blinds and there are people that are trying to come into my house and I never have a weapon to defend myself. And so I've had the same dream about maybe mm, 10 times as now and the dreams are starting to shift where now I'm starting to find a gun but it only has X amount of bullets. Mm. And so, yeah, that's one particular reoccurring dream that I'm having up to today. Um, my name is Marie, and I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. Ever since I was a kid, I had this reoccurring nightmare that I still have today occasionally. Um, I have waking nightmares. So I'll wake up in my room and I'll be like projecting my nightmare into the room. So it's kind of like an inception thing where I like wake up in the dream and I'm in my bed and I think I'm awake and then I see the nightmare. Um, I, I've had that ever since I was a kid and I was supposed to be scheduled for a sleep study a couple months ago and I ended up canceling it uh, due to scheduling issues. Uh, essentially, it's it's a mix between there'll be someone standing in my room that looks really scary and they're like about to leap at me, or it's like a, a swinging axe just like coming straight from my bed, like one of those giant like dungeon type swinging axes. <laughs> and I've definitely like leapt out of my bed in real life trying to like get away from it. How does this dream affect you when you're awake? When I wake up from these like night terrors, um, my heart's racing. I might be like a little like in a cold sweat, and I I get really freaked out from it. And then I have to like calm down and be like, oh okay, it was just, is it just a night terror? You know, I can try and relax. I'll like turn on the light. And just stay awake for a little bit just to kind of like calm my heart down and then I can just go back to sleep. My name is Brandon. I am a software developer. 
I am from Elgin, Illinois. Uh, when I, I have a reoccurring, I wouldn't call it quite a nightmare, more of a panic type of dream. And it's usually when I'm in a situation of high stress. Uh, the the theme is always the same, though the situations differ. It's usually there's something that has to be stopped. And in a panic, I'd jump up out of bed to stop it. It could be uh, a heavy thing on wheels that's about to go over an edge. So I jump out of bed to either push it from going over the edge, or I grab the mattress to try to pull it from going over the edge. Or I'm in the backseat of a racing car that has no driver and it's about to crash or or go over the edge of something or what have you. And I got to jump up over the seat to get to the brake pedal and try to push it. Uh, it's, it's always the, that sort of theme. And like I said, it, it's always when I'm really under stress, usually I'm, I'm working on project or projects that aren't going well. Um, because of that, the cash flow slowed down a little bit and, and it all starts compounding. You get this feeling of helplessness. And that seems to be what the dreams uh, embody is that, that manifestation of helplessness um, where you're, you're trying to uh, push the boulder up the hill, basically, without having it roll over you. And it's too heavy for you to do so. So you're just struggling to, to maintain. My name is Brett, and I'm a writer and a musician, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. So I don't know if it's a nightmare or not, but one of the ways I put myself to sleep when I can't sleep sometimes, and then it turns into a dream, and it may or may not be a nightmare, is I imagine there's a school shooting in my high school, and I'm in my math class, Mr. Dirk's math class, and... Uh, these like sort of paramilitary guys come in and uh, I weirdly grab a knife from my buddies, whatever. I stab one with a pencil. I stab the other one in the neck with the knife. And then we get this group of students and we slowly move through the school and we try and get out shooting people, these bad guys that have sort of like taken over the school. And I kind of um, use that to fall asleep it's like counting sheep but sometimes that turns into a nightmare once you actually fall asleep but it works very well for falling asleep why do you envision this i don't know i think there's just a it's a process it's like i take my mind through the building i know i knew the building very well it's one of those huge buildings that i think I don't know, maybe you just never get one again. Maybe it's where your employer is, but my employer, it, it's not unique. It's a cube farm. So this is like, I walk through the building and it's just familiar and it weirdly calms me, but then because it's I'm using a tense scenario to do that, sometimes it just turns into a nightmare later. people's dreams kind of make us self-analyze our own. But I always feel it's easier to analyze someone else's dreams than our own, possibly. At least that's how I feel. But stories make us feel a little more connected to the world and hearing someone else's dreams makes us feel like ours aren't as scary or as weird as we thought they might be. Like no matter what's happening to you, know that you're not alone. There are other people in this world and hearing their stories can bring us closer together, especially in a time like this. 
Do you have a story about what reoccurring nightmare you have? I would love to hear it. Email us or send us a voicemail clip to behindeverystory at gmail.com. And thank you so much for joining us here on Behind Every Story. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast streaming app or sharing our podcast to your friends and family or just random people. We love to connect with others and hear what you have to say. Be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook at Behind Every Story Podcast to stay up to date on all our new episodes and some behind the scenes stuff as well. And you can always find us on BehindEveryStory.com. Great storytellers make the world a smaller and more intimate place. Thank you to all the storytellers out there, big and small. And thank you to our guests this week, Brett, Bob, Brandon, Chris, Chris, Daniel, John, Lauren, and Ryan, M, Mark, Marie, Michael, Potato Johnson, Rob, Sarah, Stella, Sean, and Zach. I've been your storyteller, Jason Osterkamp, and it's been a pleasure sitting around the campfire with you. Join us again next week when I ask our guests what was a time in their life that they honestly thought they were going to die? How did it make them feel? And how does it make them feel now? Join us again next time on Behind Every Story.